You're listening to Public Safety First, a podcast to help you learn about the First Responder Network Authority and how you can be part of the future of public safety technology. And now, your host, Dave Buchanan. Welcome to the Public Safety First podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about law enforcement, the law enforcement community, and the upcoming conferences that we're going to be attending in Orlando with police chiefs and law enforcement executives around the country. I'm joined today by two of my colleagues, Harry Markley and Jeff King, uh, and they're going to share their experiences and their careers in law enforcement and talk to us a little bit about uh, our upcoming role at the uh, Major City Chiefs Conference, the International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference, and the Police Executive Research Forum, all of which um, convene themselves back to back to back uh, in Orlando in October. Uh, the law enforcement community has been incredibly supportive, have been champions of FirstNet since long before there was a FirstNet, and we've made a concerted effort um, throughout our engagement and consultation program uh, to ensure that we um, are, are, are capturing the needs of law enforcement, that we're engaging law enforcement executives, that we're engaging uh, law enforcement professionals at all levels of their career to really make sure that this network drives it public safety's, not only public safety's needs, but law enforcement specifically needs their unique um, needs for the network, uh, the unique aspects that they're looking for in order to optimize their law enforcement operations. And that's really um, the, 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 the extent and, and the purpose for us uh, engaging uh, at these conferences as well. So we're going to have a chance to talk about that and, and really reflect upon the, the priorities that law enforcement is looking for uh, in in the, the first net network. So I want to start by uh, introducing Harry Markley. Harry joined us uh, earlier this year. He retired from the Phoenix Police Department, and he's joined us as a senior advisor for law enforcement, where he is our uh, point of contact on all things law enforcement. He eats, sleeps, drinks, um, and, 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 and lives for, for law enforcement and, and our relationship with the law enforcement community uh, here at FirstNet. Harry, can you tell us a little bit about um, your background and how you uh, got to FirstNet and what what your career was like before you joined us earlier this year? Well, I joined uh, FirstNet in February of this year, and prior to that, I was with the Phoenix Police Department for uh, just over 31 years. Um, started as a young patrol officer, like all police officers do. Um, worked every precinct in the city uh, and had several different assignments. Um, did everything from working as an undercover narcotics detective to uh, commander the SWAT team, worked uh, and commanded several different precincts, um, even ran the, the state crime lab and the uh, state police academy. And my, my last job I had before I left the police department was I was the chief of the patrol division. And uh, in Phoenix, that's the the division, the largest division in the, in the city of Phoenix, makes up about, 50, about 60% of the police department. Um, and we cover... Every precinct in the city, every square mile of the city, including the downtown and all the special uh, sports sports events, it was a very busy, hands-on job. Um, and I can tell you, when I left that job, it was uh, it was a lot of work. It was uh, year after year after year of 65, 70-hour weeks. And when I left, as much as I loved the job, I told myself I never going to go back to work again. Um, but FirstNet uh, changed my mind. I had a colleague uh, that was involved with the program, told me about it, uh, uh, and 
it engaged me, it intrigued me, and uh, I really think that there's a tremendous value in this program. That's what, what got me to come back to work, and it's very important to public safety. And I truly believe it's going to make officers and citizens safer. Thanks, Harry. And we, we feel very fortunate we were able to recruit you for this job. And your background obviously uh, makes you well-suited for the work that we're doing. And I think uh, your background is a real, as we go and do engagements across the country, really makes us a differentiator. And part of our differentiated service at FirstNet uh, is the fact that we have subject matter experts and folks like yourself with such extensive uh, public safety backgrounds um, and, and, and have done that job for for more than three decades so i i appreciate you and appreciate you joining the team can you tell us a little bit about what uh the work has been like for you uh, what are these engagements we've been doing um what 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 have you been exposed to and and what's been uh, interesting to you about that work well you know it's it's interesting because i've always dealt with police officers as either a peer or as a supervisor or a manager um, and so now never as an outside for lack of a better word we'll say consultant so it's very it's very different but it's very similar it was a great transition to retirement for me and I will tell you that I have been and seen and talked to everybody uh, in the last six to seven to eight months and uh, when we talk about law enforcement I always tell people we're we are very unique we are like unicorns we're like nobody else um, and and I think that's the value of my position is that is that I I speak the language. I understand the relationships, uh, and, and we just don't we don't think like anybody else. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, police officers have a set of rules that they have to live by. It's we we call them operations orders, and it's about. 8,000 pages of what not to do. Um, when I first came on, uh, they told us what kind of shoes we had to wear. They had to be low quarter military style shoes with a quarter inch sole with six to eight out, uh, eyelets capable of being spit shined. Now I can still remember that after 31 years. So you take a person that has that type of mentality and then you tell them, hey, I really want to show you something that's, that's going to make your life easier. It's a very hard audience to break into. Um, but I will tell you that once you get law enforcement engaged and they believe in a program or the benefit that you're trying to provide them, they're a tremendous partner. Harry, can you talk a little bit about what do you see as the, the, the leading um, attribute of FirstNet that that law enforcement is most looking forward to? What, what, what is the, the aspect um, that when they hear about it, um, you, you see the excitement and you see them um, most excited about? Well, I, I can tell you, I think that there's a couple of things. Uh, the, the ability to communicate with others uh, seamlessly, uh, to not have to compete with anybody else when it comes to data and the ability to, to, to get on the airwaves, that's huge. As a police manager and executive uh, uh, that managed several large-scale events, including Super Bowls and Final Fours and presidential visits, um, 90% of the work I did was was on a telephone. It wasn't on the radio. Um, so I can tell you for, for law enforcement, it's that, that ability to communicate above all else is, is, is huge. And that's one of the great values of FirstNet. And then the other value, we don't know yet because it's still in its infancy. I think if we, if we, if we go backwards, you know, how long the, the iPhone has been around, we were so impressed with the iPhone because we could expand and contract the picture. And you fast forward 10 or 12 or 15 years, and now they have a whole network of a thousand apps. And so, and that's, and that's where FirstNet is right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's got some amazing opportunities for us now with the apps that we have and the ability to communicate, but 
man, what's really exciting is what the future is going to hold for us when it comes to FirstNet and the things that it's going to be able to do and the, the different uh, um, technologies it's going to be able to connect us to. Um, and I think that for police managers around the country, um, it's going to make their jobs easier. And uh, easy is not a, a word I throw around uh, with ease when it comes to police work because it's a difficult job. But anything that can make our job uh, more efficient, uh, safer, and to, to allow us to, to at least impart information to each other in times of crisis is a lifesaver. Now I'm going to turn to Jeff King. Jeff King is our senior director for the field operations team. He's responsible for more than 30 employees in five time zones all across the country who are responsible for engaging public safety at all levels. Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about how you got the first net? Give us a little bit of background on your on your career. My career actually started in the military. I was a communicator in the U.S. Navy for 10 years. Uh, after completing service uh, with the White House, I moved on to private industry for a while where I worked in private uh, firms and publicly traded firms, inserting technology into mission-critical environments um, around the world. I then moved on to federal service where I worked the SAFECOM program. So I've been in this conversation of emergency uh, communications for some years now. Um, I worked across the country consulting with police, fire, EMS on their emergency communication issues. And then I had an opportunity to come to FirstNet. And I say an opportunity because it it is truly a unique, never before uh, done effort, whereby we get the opportunity to to give the platform for advanced technologies to the men and women of our emergency response corps across, across the country. So you've obviously, as you said, uh, you, you've seen the benefit um, and the need for um, emerging technologies in communications, uh, in emergency communications, in public safety communications. Um, and you've now worked, you and I worked together for more than three years, engaging directly with public safety on the specific need around dedicated broadband for for public safety. What what, what have you seen, Jeff, um, from the law enforcement perspective, um, back to the similar question I just asked Harry about um, what, what are the, what's the key ingredient here for law enforcement as they look at look ahead to adopting FirstNet as, a, as their uh, provider for, for wireless broadband? As a part of that career path, I also spent time with the Metropolitan Police Department, so I've got a little uh, firsthand knowledge here on the street level, whereby uh, three things come to mind for me, efficiency, safety safety and situational awareness. Uh, I I think that if you look at what FirstNet brings, we have options for voice, video, and data, and they come from many different sources, be they body-worn cameras, street cameras, any data source out there. Uh, it, It gives us the ability to leverage voice, video, and data in our operational scenarios and do the jobs more efficiently, uh, more importantly, more safely. Thanks, Jeff, and thanks, Harry, for your perspectives on um, the, the the value of FirstNet for law enforcement. Harry, I want to move back to you and talk uh, more specifically about um, the work we're about to do in Orlando. Um, as I mentioned, we're going to be involved with the major city chiefs meeting. We're going to be involved with the International Association of Chiefs of Police meeting and the Police Executive Research Forum's town hall meeting. 
you know, between these three events, it's literally thousands of law enforcement executives and officers. Uh, Harry, tell us a little bit about what, what, what's the first net footprint going to look like um, for those that are going to the conference, and what can they expect from us uh, when they're in Orlando? I can tell you that uh, this is we're going to have a lot of boots on the ground for this conference. It is the largest law enforcement conference of the year, uh, and it's, it's so great because we have a lot of people in the same place at the same time so that uh, we have a, a, a really great opportunity to make a, a large impact with a large number of people. Um, this year for ICP, we're going to have several uh, different panels that are going to be going on. Uh, we're going to have one on mobile data and services and devices for real-time situational awareness for officers. Um, that panelist is going to have uh, several amazing people on it, including some police chiefs, some high-ranking officers from different police departments around the country. Um, uh, could have another panel that talks about apps and technology solutions that you need. Um, and then we're also going to be presenting in front of several different committees during the conference. One of the committees we're going to be involved in at IACP is the Communications and Technology Committee. Last month at APCO, I had a chance to sit down with Eddie Reyes, who's the chair of that committee. You know, I was fortunate to be uh, granted uh, the chair position of the Communications and Technology Committee of the IACP after Harlan retired after being the chair of that committee for over 35 years. Uh, And so I knew I was filling in some very, very big shoes. Uh, And I think one of the values that they saw um, in me bringing, um, you know, bringing me on as a chair was a collaboration piece. I mean, I'm a huge collaborator. And uh, one of the things that I love doing is bringing both the vendor community and the practitioners to the table and the vendor community hearing firsthand the needs of the practitioner community and then the practitioner community hearing from the vendor community what's being developed and what's possible and what's not possible. I think that blending of those two groups uh, really has been very successful for this committee. Uh, But, you know, I always focused on having FirstNet as part of our briefing at, you know, we have two meetings a year and having FirstNet, uh, a briefing from FirstNet um, was always very important to me. And I really look forward to having that continue because I know that my committee members, as well as the chiefs that we advise, uh, you know, around the world are constantly asking about what's the latest with FirstNet. And so we know from a committee perspective that that's a very important piece that we have to communicate out to our membership. So uh, I could not be happier with the collaboration that we've established with FirstNet, and I very much look forward to long-lasting um, presentations at our meetings and, and, and an ongoing dialogue with FirstNet. One of the topics that we know um, is going to be prevalent, and we've seen this emerge more and more um, at these these conferences, is the, the issue of Internet of life-saving things. Um, and, and, and we've talked a little bit about that here inside FirstNet. Uh, Harry, what does that mean to you, and what do you think that means to um, your, your, your typical cop on the street as they're looking ahead to FirstNet? Wow. Well, I can tell you that uh, means a whole lot of different things. I think that is the, the future of technology and, and how we can make or use FirstNet to, to tie all sorts of things together from, from body-worn cameras to, to uh, life-saving sensors on vests to sensors that let you know when an officer pulls his, pulls his, pulls his weapon to the ability to use drones uh, to, to, to send information back to the EOC, um, the ability to to take information from neighborhoods like um, uh, 
video cameras or surveillance systems and pipe those back to the police department so they can use those uh, to, to do their job more efficiently and safely. Um, to, and that's just the law enforcement side. There's a whole other side when it comes to, to, to fire services and to uh, EMS services uh, and how they can use the Internet of Life Saving, uh, the Internet of Things to, to save lives and, and protect the public. Jeff, you've obviously seen a lot of um, technological change in emergency communications over the last 30 years in your career. Um, Where do you envision public safety communications going in the next decade? And what would um, law enforcement officers, what would they look forward to as as we think about the future of uh, public safety communications? That's a great question. I I have watched this evolution uh, both from afar and from uh, some some time on the ground. And I I would say that typically public safety entities are a little slower to adopt some of the bleeding edge technology. But once proven, those technologies are then quickly adopted, particularly when they they equate to safety or efficiency gains. So what I believe is going to happen is we're going to see... A, an uptick in adoption of services whereby video and and again data and voice are used in this digital media in digital media to, to the betterment of the operational core. So from a leadership perspective, what does that mean? So I believe and and like to hear Harry's perspective as well, but from a leadership perspective, that means if my officers are doing their jobs more efficiently, and those reports are processed, say, on the street instead of in. You have to drive all the way back to your station. Then, then they're on the street more. And and as a leader in law enforcement, I'd be interested in talking about those efficiencies and keeping police officers on the street and keeping those neighborhoods safe. And from a user's perspective, uh, in my opinion, I I think we're going to see again more efficient and more safe operations. They'll be able to take advantage of the video that is there. We've never been able to harness and bring into a car, say, uh, so that that that, that uh, police officer will know when they go into a neighborhood, they'll have sometimes the ability to grab some of this video and know situationally what they're going into, which is uh, a huge safety factor when you talk about awareness. So I think there'll be leaps in capability on, on each of those platforms, voice, video, and data, again, to the, to the betterment of the, the operational core. Harry, what are your thoughts about the future of public safety communications? You want to follow up on Jeff's comments? Yeah, I would love to add some stuff to that. Uh, I will tell you that I think as far as um, technology is concerned, law enforcement is in its infancy when it comes to the the use of technology. Uh, But I think that with the development and the deployment of FirstNet, we're going to rocket ahead. Um, There's lots of offerings out there, but not all of them are of value. And I really feel that law enforcement needs to avoid technology for technology's sake. And we need to take advantage of technology that will make our jobs easier, safer, and more efficient. Some technology actually makes our jobs more difficult. It slows down our production. And I'll give you a perfect example. When I was a young police officer 31 years ago, uh, I could take someone into custody, arrest them, fill out my booking paperwork in my car, take that person to jail, and be back on the street in about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, You rocket forward 31 years, and we have all this new technology, and now that same process takes about six hours. Uh, That's not technology making our life easier. Uh, We need to make sure that whatever technology we find out there, that it has a value to police officers. Uh, There's always three things I look for when it comes to technology, or anything when it comes to uh, law enforcement, and that is 
is what they're asking me to, to, to consider, does it work? Um, and FirstNet works. Uh, the next thing is, do I need it? And I know that we need better communication. I know that we need the, the ability to, to use technology to make our jobs safer. And the last one is, and how much does it cost? And cost just not is not just how many dollars it's going to cost me, but what does it cost me if I don't do this? Uh, and, and, and the answer is simple. It's going to cost us safety. It's going to cost us efficiency. And it could cost us, uh, it could cost us officers and citizens lives because we always have the, have the ability to communicate, not just when things are good, but when the unexpected happens. And I think that uh, that is the value of FirstNet, is that we will always be able to have that line open, that we'll always be able to communicate, uh, that we'll always be able to, um, to get our message across and communicate with the people in the field that are doing the work. Thanks, Harry. And I think a lot of law enforcement officials are going to be asking themselves those same questions in Orlando. And I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that you'll be there and Jeff will be there and our whole team will be uh, involved with the ICP conference, engaging with the major city chiefs and participating in the in the Perf Town Hall. It's a great opportunity for us to, to connect with those the, those professionals um, who, who serve the public through law enforcement. And, and I think you both are, are well suited to help answer those questions and have those conversations. So I really appreciate um, the work you're going to do when you get to our Orlando. Jeff, you've been to a number of ICP conferences and other law enforcement uh, professional association meetings. What are you looking forward to the most um, as you look ahead to the meeting? Uh, two things. First of all, to have the opportunity to engage this country's leadership uh, in such a venue is is a wonderful opportunity. First and foremost, and, and I think this entire program was built on this, uh, I get the opportunity to go listen and learn. So these venues offer information sharing, uh, best practice sharing, and things like that, but uh, also talking about other current trends and what's going on in the law enforcement community. We get an opportunity to listen to that and to help articulate what the value is of FirstNet in those respective environments. And, you know, for me, um, you know, Harry hits on a great point. Adopting technology for technology's sake is not the answer. Adopting technology to make a difference and a positive leap in capability for your officers is important. Um, but so for us to be able to have the conversation with leadership across this country is a tremendous opportunity, and we look forward to being there to do that. Harry, I know you've been to IACP conferences in the past. This will be your first uh, IACP uh, as a member of the FirstNet team. Uh, what are you looking forward to, and what are you what are you most uh, uh, excited about when you think about the the meeting coming up in Orlando? Well, you know, a couple of things. Uh, like I said, I retired in February, and so this is going to be a great opportunity for me to to reconnect uh, with some old friends and and make new acquaintances and uh, also to to help spread the message and the, and the word about FirstNet. I know that uh, you know most police agencies know about it already, um, but that's not enough. I mean, we want to make sure that we can express the value of of this program and why it is that they need it. Um, you know, like I said, cops are very unique individuals, um, and you know, we're not trying to sell them a program. We're trying to, to, to show the value of this program and uh, make them partners with us. And uh, also just to, to gather from them what they want from the program so that the program uh, provides what it is that they need. Um, so, yeah, all those things. And, and it's also a great opportunity uh, to, 
to network, to learn new things myself, uh, because uh, I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn and trying to grow. And uh, uh, and I think that only makes me a better police officer, a better person, and also a better resource when it comes to FirstNet. Harry, I liked what you said earlier about when you reflected on this last year and your retirement and the opportunities you had to choose, you know, have different choices for your life. Um, what what made you want to come to, to FirstNet? What, what makes you want to continue to serve um, law enforcement this way? Well, I can tell you when I left the job, like I said before, I had no intention of working again, but uh, I, I will tell you that I missed it. I missed the people. I missed the service. Um, you know, I've had a lot of jobs in my career and everyone always asked me, what was the, the, the best job you ever had as a police officer? And I had a lot of jobs. Um, I mean, SWAT was great and training was great, but the best job I ever had was being a 24-year-old patrol officer in a car, answering calls for service and doing something and seeing something different every day. Um, and that's what I get to do with FirstNet. I get to see see different people and, and, and put myself in situations I've never been put in before because I, I, I will be honest with you, I'm, when I was the police officer, I was not the technology guy. Um, so this is this is new ground for me. Um, but but I learn more and more every day and uh, it is it is exciting for me to come to work today to, to advocate for a program that I really believe is vitally important to law enforcement. Thanks, Harry. Appreciate your comments today. Jeff, your career similarly, you, you've been inside government, you've been outside government, you've been in the private sector, you've been in the public sector, you've been in law enforcement. What made you want to come to FirstNet? Again, a very good question. And for me, it's it's the people. It comes back to the people that do the mission. So I've been fortunate enough in my career to wear two uniforms. I've never been more comfortable than I would than I've been in those two uniforms and with the people that I was serving with. So that fraternal piece is a is a is a huge piece for me. And helping them navigate this evolution in technology and their respective workspaces is very important to me in this stage of my career. I've got some insight. I don't have all the answers. I got, I got some insight. Uh, I'd like to share that and then help them along as they, uh, as they traverse this learning curve of where do we smartly insert new technologies into our business practices? As Harry alluded earlier, just adopting technology for the sake of adopting is, is not the answer. To do it where it improves efficiencies and safety mechanisms, that's that's the key. And to be able to have that conversation with the men and women of law enforcement is uh, is why I'm here. Thanks, Jeff. And thanks again, Harry. Appreciate you guys joining me on the Public Safety First podcast. Appreciate your time. And I want to thank you in advance for the work you're going to do in Orlando at the uh, law enforcement conferences. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. We're excited to have you join our podcast community. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can learn more about the First Responder Network Authority at firstnet.gov and learn about FirstNet products and services at firstnet.com. 